0: What in tarnation? Is that the dinner bell? Well, hoo-way! It must be feeding time, brother! Come on down and get yourself a bowl of that nice, juicy feed.
1: Good afternoon, I'm Warren with the first feed episode of the semester. We've got some great stories for you, like the first anniversary of Pokemon Unite and Edmonton's very own Haunted House. But we'll start off on a more serious tone. Coming out of the pandemic, the economy is starting to move again. Don't relax just yet though, things are returning to normal, but you may find an unexpected challenge with your monthly bills. Nate with NR92
2: News is here to tell you more. With the cost of food rising, people are met with an increasing hardship to put food on the table. The cost of food has risen by roughly 10% this year alone, according to Statistics Canada. Chevy Cottrell from Edmonton's Food Bank says that people already going hungry will go even hungrier, as food donations are also at a trending low. People
3: are trying to you know, survive themselves and a lot of those people that would be donating are now in a position where they have to choose between, you know, themselves or giving, which is unfortunate, but that's just how it is right now. People that were maybe okay before are now having to come and use our services.
2: Many who are struggling rely on charity and nonprofit services like Edmonton's Food Bank in order to help feed their households. Cottrell added that they are hard-pressed to keep up with the increased needs.
3: From 2020 to this year, we've seen like over 100% increase in clients served. We've increased our spending um, on for-purchased food. Uh, yeah, we've already spent $1.4 million this year just on staples like eggs and milk and peanut butter just to keep the balance in our hampers. It is very hard for us to keep up with the volume of clients that we're serving.
2: As services are struggling to keep up with demand, Cottrell asked people to be patient in these troubling times.
3: It's misconstrued how we aren't able to help people, kind of forget to grasp how big of an issue this is, and in your head, not realizing how many other people are in the same situation as you, and it's so unfortunate, but we're trying our best to, you know, get to everyone, and we just want people to be patient and understanding.
2: If you're struggling to make ends meet, you're not alone. Edmonton. Food Bank does online hamper orders for everyone in need. In addition, Natsa Food Center also helps hungry students in need. Order your hamper today at natesaca slash food center. I'm Nate with you from NR92 News.
1: With the Nate Athletics season in full session and new sports starting up each week, Jeskirit
4: has the story. With the fall semester in full swing, it also means sports are too. I had the opportunity to sit down with Alex Galenza, the events and communication director for Nate Athletics, and get an update on what's to come in Nate Athletics and what's different this time around with no COVID, as students will be attending games again.
5: Um, And that's the goal is we want as many students to come to these games as we can, because that's, that's the whole point of this. It's for our student athlete experience, but it's also for our student experience. We want them to be like a fun place for everybody to come hang out on the weekends.
4: Along with having more students at games and events, highlighting the importance of students attending these events we also talked about what new sports to expect at nate this semester and what sports nate athletics is working to bring to students
5: i know that in the acac they have cross country indoor track and golf and those are the three that we're not a part of i think it would be cool for us to be a part of them but again they're just uh, tournament sports um so they'd be kind of like our curling or our badminton teams so we used to be a part of them and then we pulled out and now we're looking at getting back into
4: them game days will also get a whole lot more exciting game days will feature more to do this year than ever before and alex told us how they're approaching game days to make them more memorable for students.
5: We can just start adding elements to make it more exciting. So this year we're gonna start adding in-game promotions and prizes and things to draw people in. So the longer we go through this, the more things that we can add and the more comfortable our staff get and it just elevates all of our game days.
4: Be sure to check out some of the Nate Ooks this semester as they go into their first post-COVID season, which will surely include some fun and exciting things. For more info on scheduling, head to Nate Ooks for NR92, I'm just here at Mandare.
1: Sports in Edmonton have always drawn out a lot of fans, especially football fans. The Edmonton Elks play decently, but haven't won a home game since October of 2019. But what about the team's biggest fans? What about the season ticket holders who just want to see their team win? Logan with NR92 News is here to tell you more.
0: As the Canadian Football League's season enters its final weeks, some teams are doing worse than others. And then there's the Edmonton Elks. The Edmonton-based football team has broken the CFL record for the most consecutive home losses, going 0-15, breaking the previous record holder, the Ottawa Rough Riders, going 0-14 back in 1988. Some fans, however, like season ticket holder Greg Mitchell, still hold out hope.
6: Well, you know, I feel like the Elks are, are really trying really hard, but I feel like they could do a little bit better. You know, it's it's a little disappointing seeing them going going 15 and 0 at home. That's been dis- That's a big been a big disappointment for my family.
0: Fans of the game just want to see their team win again, but don't necessarily blame the lack of performance and higher ups in the Elks organization, but instead praise them for making the changes that
6: have benefited the team. I think they're going in the right direction. I think Victor Q, I believe his name is, is going the right way. And with the implementation of uh, of the new coach this year and the, and the new players, I think we're getting there. It's just going to be a matter of time.
0: No matter the losses, these fans refuse to write off the MSNLs. They believe that the right coaching staff and players are in place to get the team back to a positive record once again.
6: The 0-15 at home, not very happy about it, but I'll tell you what, they're coming along. It's, you know, it'll come. They need a little bit of time. Chris Jones has them on the right path.
0: The Edmonton Elks are currently 0-15 at home, with their next home game taking place October 15th against the Toronto Argonauts. Fans wait with held breath to see if that's, this is the game that ends the losing streak. This has been Logan McNeil with NR92
1: News. Hockey in Edmonton is back, and the city is ready to cheer on the Oilers. Everyone is excited to watch the games at home and be a proud Oilers fan. Could they do better than last season? I'm here to tell you more. As the Oilers are gearing up for the NHL season and wrapping up the preseason, the head coach Jay Woodcroft and the Oilers are practicing and strategizing for a greater season than the last one. The new season kicks off with the first game October 12th against the visiting Vancouver Canucks at Rogers Place. A producer on 6.30 Ched Show, Oilers Now, Brendan Escott, is hopeful that they're going to be successful this season.
7: They made it pretty far in the playoffs last year, so the bar coming into this season is set very high, but they brought a lot of the same players back from that team and they signed uh, a couple more. And I think that the way they've built this year's team, they do have a really good chance of doing even better than, than what they did last year. I'm really excited to see what happens.
1: The Oilers gained some new players during the off-season that they hope will help the team and got the pieces that they needed to succeed. One new player is making a splash that fans are keeping an eye on.
7: Dylan Holloway is a player that I think management wanted to really push for a roster spot. And over the summer and and in through this preseason, he's done nothing but prove to them that he deserves a roster spot. He has skated with the best of them. He's shown that he's healthy from the wrist injury that cost him some time last year as well. And, uh, of course, he had the the four-point game, three goals, and an assist on home ice against a a weaker Vancouver roster. But he's showing that he can play with players like Dreisaitl and McDavid. And that shows really well for him making the team right to start this season, in fact.
1: As the Oilers finish with their roster selections, some of the new signings are showing that they are part of the team, like goalie Jack Kempel. This has been Warren Jansen's for NR92 News. October in Edmonton means a lot of different things. For some, it's about carving the turkey and spending time with the family. But for others, it's about celebrating the best holiday, Halloween. Here is NR92's Ethan Matt with one of the city's favorite attractions.
8: With Halloween only a few weeks away, Dark Edmonton has finally opened up to the public for its fifth year of terrifying Edmontonians. I talked to student Ryan Thompson, who's been to Dark Edmonton the last four years that they've been open, and said he found it pretty scary.
7: Uh, I found it was pretty scary. The production behind it was very impressive though, I will admit. The, uh, The acting was good. The sets were amazing, definitely provided a good scare for me that's for sure.
8: As spooky season creeps up on us, Edmontonians will get the chance to face their biggest fears. At Dark Edmonton this year, you'll get the thrill of your life by escaping a menacing jokester, visiting a farm where a sinister deal harvests gruesome consequences, or you can dare to discover what nightmares are truly made of when demons start knocking on your door at 3 in the morning. Dark Edmonton fan Ryan Thompson says it's impressive what they can come up with every year.
7: They have they're very, it's very impressive with what they can come up with each year. I find that they have like a, they have a new source to go around. Uh, like one year it could be a doctor or a, a site like a, a psychotic asylum, and the next year will be a scary farm. Like I find like they always have something new in store, and I for, I for one was was not expecting a lot to see what I did. Last year.
8: Even if you're not a fan of fear, you can still have a good time with great food from local food trucks and listen to live DJs playing the best Halloween tunes.
7: There was a lot of there was a lot of other things to really like look at doing. Like there was there were uh, little games sessions you could go to. There were little performers on the uh, sidelines. Uh, the music in the background was it was good. It really set the tone for the whole the whole park. It was very impressive. I will I will say.
8: Dark Edmonton opens today and it will run until Halloween night. Fans of Dark Edmonton will definitely be in line to get a great scare from shadows that lurk around every corner. This is Ethan Matt with NR92 News.
1: The Edmonton International Film Festival is an event that invites filmmakers from around the globe to feature their film projects on the big screen. NR-92's Ewan King has details on the preparation for this year's festival and the importance of it for aspiring filmmakers.
9: The 36th annual Edmonton International Film Festival kicked off on September 22nd of this year, running until October 1st. This year saw over 150 different film projects come to Edmonton to showcase the hard work and talent of film cast and crew from all sorts of places around the world. This year looked a little different from last, however, as Alberta is free from all COVID restrictions. Last year, the festival offered digital screenings of the featured films to abide by the COVID rules put in place. Vincent Brulot, artistic director of the Edmonton International Film Festival, says the lack of restrictions allowed for easier viewing of the films.
7: Last year, we would have issues with queuing people. We would have issues with getting people distanced in their proper seats. Uh, But definitely, yeah, I'd, I'd say easier was just getting bodies to where they needed to be because we didn't have to worry so much about how close those people could or couldn't be together.
9: Preparations for the film festival generally begin close to a year prior to its start date, with some planning for the next year being done even before the current festival is over. This is largely due to the need to coordinate film screenings with other festivals across Canada. Although the Canadian film festival circuit is close together, Brulot claims that the communication between each other can often be the most challenging part of their preparation.
7: The biggest hurdle is sort of just having the conversations with everybody else who plans on sharing films and filmmakers and premiere dates and trying to kind of wrestle it into a puzzle where everybody's happy.
9: Getting your film featured in a film festival is a significant step in an aspiring filmmaker's career. Along with showcasing their current film, film festivals are a great opportunity to network with other directors and those in the film industry. A feature in the festival can greatly help a filmmaker's funding for upcoming projects by spreading awareness of their name and talent while making it easier to obtain grants for filming. Directors who've entered with short films have a chance to win a grand prize that, as Brulat explains, could also have a significant impact on their career.
7: We do offer two grand jury prizes in both the live action and the animation category, and the reason that those prizes are special is because both of those prize winners get shortlisted into the short film categories for the Academy Awards each year.
9: Filmmakers who want to be featured in next year's Edmonton International Film Festival can submit their films right now through FilmFreeway.com. This has been Ewan King for NR92. And welcome back to the feat-
4: I don't even know what that means.
1: No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No it's not. As it gets well, the people going. Pokemon Unite has been out for over a year and has made some major changes to the game. Riley Nielsen with Inner 92 News has more.
10: Pokemon Unite just finished celebrating its first anniversary, which has spanned the past two months for its release on the Nintendo Switch at the end of July and then on mobile in September of last year. Over these two months, Pokemon Unite has made some sweeping changes to the game. First, at the end of July, Unite added emblems to the game as a new set of enhancements to your Pokemon to boost their stats. While enjoying them, Christina Bennett, who's been playing the game since launch and finally made it to Masters this season, wishes there was a bit more clarity on how to use them.
11: There should be some kind of tutorial for emblems, because not everybody knows how to train a Pokémon in Pokémon, so the tutorial would be helpful.
10: The next major change came at the beginning of September when the map was changed from Remote Stadium to the Thea Sky Ruins. Christina loves the new map, and the added skill aspects to it compared to the old one.
11: It is a lot better from the old map. The old map, you could just literally mess around until Zapdos comes and then, you know, steal Zapdos and win. On this new map, it is more of team synergy. You have to be forced to play different mons if you want your team to have some, you know, team fighting chance. And the objectives seem to be less important and more about scoring.
10: Coming out at the same time as the new map was Mew, a new playable Pokémon which one locked by completing missions and then completing a puzzle. Christina likes it and hopes to see more events like it.
11: It was cool when they had the little games like Mew, Where you would, you know, get the capsules and get the, like, little pieces of the puzzle and unlock the puzzle. The finer
10: major change that was made was a lot more controversial among the player. The latest two Pokemon released, Dodrio and Scissor, were only unlockable by gems for the first week. Gems cannot be earned in-game, and the only way to acquire them is to purchase them using real-world money. Christina thinks that players should test out the Pokemon before deciding to purchase it.
11: Going to the practice session of the Pokemon Unite game and practicing there... It's in a, I want to say, restricted area, and you're not really fighting against anything, but to learn the moves to see if you actually think this Pokémon is viable for your play style. The next release, Pokémon, will be
10: Cafable coming out Thursday. Riley Nielsen, NR92 News. With the long weekend
1: just around the corner, we sent NR92's Stuart Wilcox out around Nate to figure out if the weekend will help or hurt students getting projects and assignments done.
12: With the extra-long four-day break this upcoming weekend, I went out around Nate to ask if the long weekend would affect the work habits of some of the students, or if there were other reasons. I got some mixed answers. One student said that since they're new to Nate, they're already behind on all of their work. Well, it's my first year, so I'm just behind in everything. I think it's a little bit difficult to get
3: back into the work habit, you know, get lazy over the weekend.
12: Although some students say that they are affected by these long breaks between school days, Another says that this isn't the case for them and that the events happening around Nate are the number one thing that can make them forget about their studies.
4: Uh, for me personally, no. I would say no because uh, of all the events that are happening at college, we, would, we could get our minds distracted from study and even the uh, instructors are nice and all, so we can understand the concepts and everything. I mean, and uh, it's fun learning at Nate, so according to me, no.
12: Another student said that we have too many breaks at the start of the school year and that it's tough to keep up on classes. Oh yeah, of course. And we had like so much holiday this last month and this month, and it's really tough to catch up stuff. It's kind of difficult for me. I just need to read a lot of those assignments and those materials stuff. So these long weekend breaks might not be the only thing that are messing with student work. Although, this week is Thanksgiving, so hopefully you can spend it with your family, relatives, and your closest friends. If you're struggling to keep up on schoolwork, check out the academic support page at nate.ca. For NR92, I'm Stuart Wilcox.
1: Thanksgiving is this Monday, meaning people are coming together to celebrate, eat, and enjoy each other's company. But the great thing about the holiday is that everyone celebrates it a bit differently. Jaden Pichet took this to heart and went around Nate to find out what exactly do people do or eat for Thanksgiving?
13: Hi, I'm Jaden, and I love Thanksgiving. It's the perfect chance for friends and family to gather to enjoy an amazing meal and spend some quality time together. I, for one, always look forward to my grandmother's ambrosia salad. But I'm just one person, so I asked around Nate to see what everyone can't wait to sink their teeth into.
5: I mean, turkey's probably pretty good, so. <laughs> it's pretty basic, but that's it. I really like like turkey and mashed potatoes and stuff like that. My grandma makes like the best dinners ever, and I'll always think about it like during the year.
12: Uh, I'd say my favorite food is stuffing.
5: Uh, my favorite food is definitely turkey with dried cranberries.
13: I think it comes to no one's surprise that Turkey continues to be the reigning champ of people's favorite Thanksgiving's food. I guess that means more salad for me. But aside from that, I love Thanksgiving because it's not only a time for food, but also traditions. Whenever my family finishes eating, the adults start chatting, play card games, just have a good time while the kids go off and play video games or shoot each other with Nerf guns. It's nothing special, but for me, it doesn't have to be. Let's hear what everyone else likes to do.
5: I have family in BC and just like all over Alberta, so it's just kind of nice for all of us to get together and just spend quality time with each other.
3: Well, since Thanksgiving is normally a cold weekend, we go to the cabin to winterize it, Uh, take the dock out, but we normally go fishing and uh, like doing chores, chopping wood and stuff around the cabin just to get it ready for when it's cold out. We feast and then we nap. You know, we get really tired from eating too much turkey.
13: All in all, Thanksgiving is a holiday that means a lot to people. It brings friends and family together, it continues traditions, but most importantly, it leaves you with enough leftovers to last a week. This has been Jane Pichet with NR92 News.
1: Thanks for listening to The Feed. Listen to us again on Sunday night at 7.30pm. Our next new show will be in two weeks. I'm Warren for NR92.
3: Thanks for listening to the feed. Hear it again on NR92 Sunday night at 7.30 or find it on NR92 SoundCloud.